Welcome to Rhode Island's Church and State Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jessica. We're a husband and wife podcast. He's a pastor and I'm a state senator. So you've been warned. We're about to talk politics and religion. And anything else that might get us canceled. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to Rhode Island's Church and State. I'm David. I'm joined by my amazing wife, Jessica. Hi, guys. And today we are going to look at 2022 and uh, wish you guys a happy new year, but also make some predictions for Rhode Island. And I guess even a little bigger than that, but we'll keep it kind of light. Let's see, Jess, did you have any predictions you wanted to, any softballs, any easy ones? Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I got to first acknowledge that your voice is very deep today. Hmm. It's deeper than usual. Um, I was because I I loaded up on Nyquil and I'm ready to fall asleep. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think I just laughed right into this mic. It was too yeah. Much. So I'm uh, I I made the mistake of having Nyquil. So I'm like half asleep right now. I don't know what's going to happen during this episode. Oh, he may say something you regret. Maybe not. Okay. So uh, my first prediction. I honestly feel like I'm in a dream right now. Really? So this 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 will feel kind of wild. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, note to self, give David Nyquil if I need him to fall asleep quick. All right. Um, so my first prediction is the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. All right. We should end this. <laughs> yeah, this isn't starting well. What you said, predictions for 2022. All right. All if right. we're going to talk football, I'll say the Patriots are going to make it into the playoffs, but I don't think we're going to, we're going to do that well. Maybe we'll win the wild card. Um, uh, but uh, I, I don't see us. Okay. I don't see us making us making it to the AFC Championship. Okay. Certainly the Super Bowl. Not not the way we've played the last couple of weeks. Okay, but we'll see. I could be wrong. And maybe my prediction is more of a wish list than a prediction. But I'll have to start with that. So okay, my next one is I think the Dems lose the U.S. House. Um, because everything that's happening across the country. You think the red wave is real? I do think it's real. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm being optimistic. Maybe this is one of my wish list things, but I think the Dems lose the house. Um, staying in that lane there, I think that it's too early to tell about the governor's race. I really do because so much can happen in a year. Um, but I think as McKee goes further to the left, I do feel that moderate Dems won't be so enthusiastic about uh, who's on the ballot. And my next prediction is... Could I jump in on that one? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's some truth to that. I think that they, that uh, Governor McKee probably will have to pivot left just because there's no challenge to him on the right. There right doesn't now. seem to be, as of today, the day we're recording this, we don't see any Republicans stepping up to challenge him, um, although we, we've been hearing rumors of Republicans. I think the big one was uh, uh, Representative uh, Blake Filippi, but he's not going to be challenging him. People have suggested that you jump in, and you've made it clear you're not uh, going to, to be jumping in. Uh, so with that said, he has to go where he's being attacked, and he if he's not going to be attacked on the right, why go to the right? I mean, the right's going to vote for him over a progressive. I think that's his political calcu- calculation. I think he's probably doing the politically expedient thing, um, and that's guard himself on the um, uh, on the left. So he's going to have to pivot that way, yeah. and we'll see well, what happens. Well, he, he didn't win his lieutenant governor's race by a wide margin, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like there was a lot of enthusiasm about him. And I think that 
there was a lot of optimism, even with Republicans, the ones that I know around here, a lot of them actually, uh, that they were very optimistic about him. And they were talking about how he's pro small business and how he's a moderate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's. I think you were too when, I when was. he came in because Truth you. Truth be told, you, I was very optimistic. You were able to get a couple of meetings with him mm -hmm. and talk about some issues. But unfortunately, those, those meetings didn't really produce a lot. And um, from nothing so far. Yeah. And, and you've seen his record seems to be, he has uh, pandered a little more to the left. Right. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's going to hurt him. I know a lot of folks that say they either knew him or they voted for him. Actually, a lot of people that say they personally knew him or know him and have supported him in the past, but are really disappointed with the positions that he's taken, that he does seem to have um, lean too far left and yeah. he's forgotten the centrist position that is really what made him different that mm -hmm. made him, um, so, sort of a, a safer bet for, you know, Republicans or yeah. independents, you know, conservative Democrats. He seemed like the go-to kind of guy right now. If, if he's not willing to, to, to stay true to his, his centrist, uh, roots, if that's, if that's what he really is, a centrist, then um, um, he's he may lose them forever. And that means that if there is an independent or a Republican that emerges, uh, someone reminded me that when Don Kachiri ran for governor, he didn't announce a year earlier. He announced like in the spring, late spring, I think. Wow, I didn't know that. Of the year that. That, he, um, that he ran for governor. And he won. Now, of course, Governor Kachiri uh, was able to self-fund mm -hmm. and he was, he, he was able to move really quickly. I think he, I remember his messaging and just really impressed with him as a candidate. Um, so who knows? Maybe there's a Republican out there that is ready yeah. to do the same thing. We'll see. Yeah, because those, those Democrats and even those moderate Republicans that we've talked to, they are not excited about mm -hmm. McKee. And those voters will, you know, as they're voting for their state senator or their state rep, they might just skip the governor's race or write in the candidate. I'm not sure. But yeah. Um, Anyways, well, it could just be anecdotal. I'm not sure. I have some predictions as well. When it comes to the state of Rhode Island, I um, I do think that Republicans are going to pick up some general assembly seats. I'm optimistic there. Uh, I'm not sure about the statewide offices. I think we could win a couple of those depending on if some you know candidates emerge. I, I know we've been hearing rumors of people mm -hmm. getting ready to... Um, to launch into that. And if they do and they're serious and they stay on message, I think they could really put up a, uh, a strong fight. And I think that um, there's a lot of potential for a Republican to take one of those seats. Mm -hmm. I do think that Republicans are probably going to do better at the uh, school committee level and the town or city council level. I think at the local level, a lot of people are... Um, are looking for, you know, that whether it's that law and order or let's just get back to basics with education and schools. I think there's a lot of, um, um, I, I, I do think there's a lot of a need for that. So I think if there are candidates that are willing to kind of be disciplined, stand message, do the hard work of, you know, knocking on doors, meeting people, especially at the local level, I think they could win. And I think it's important because I think we've overlooked how important the school committees are and the town and city councils are. Mm -hmm. So, and I know that progressives had done um, similar thing in years past where you start at the really like local level at, 
and move your way up. And so I think it would be building the um, the bench, so to speak, mm-hmm. for Republicans by starting at school committee and then moving on up towards um, you know general assembly seats and then having general assembly members maybe if there are good ones that want to run, you know, run in the future. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I I wonder if there's any other legislation that you think that will get through um, this year. I'll make a prediction about one thing that won't sure. happen. I don't think there'll be a tax increase this year just because the budget is so, you know, there's so many federal dollars that we're going to be swimming in and um, they're projecting a budget surplus over last year's. So I I, uh, do anticipate that there's not going to be any tax increase. Maybe I'll be wrong. I think there'll be proposals, but I don't think anything will make it into the budget. And I might be going out on the stretch there. I second that. I think you're right. I don't think there will be this time around just because there's so much money. I wouldn't let our guard down. I think if there are any discussions about taxes, people need to be take a serious look at it. And, oh, absolutely. And, and there was a bill last year, which I know will be coming back this year, mm-hmm. which wants to tax uh, anyone making $100,000 or more at a higher tax bracket because they're considered wealthy. Now, I just want to remember- Is that like a 1% kind of thing? Yeah, they're part of the 1% group. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind everyone that's like two teachers fresh out of college, um, <laughs> both working, still paying student loans, probably mm-hmm. starting a family. It's not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my next prediction, I guess, for legislation wise, legislation wise, is I do think marijuana uh, legalization will pass this year. Mm. And why do you think that is? I I, th- I th- could see that. I I totally agree. I feel that that's the direction the country's going. You know, it used to be Colorado, and people just wanted to wait and see what's going to happen. But then when they saw that Colorado did okay, I mean, they seem to really have it highly regulated. And then to see that uh, California and Massachusetts, and of course, we're a, a very blue state, so I don't see any reason why it's not going to happen at this point when you know they've been able to look and say, oh, I mean, the world hasn't fallen apart in those states. I think the detail, um, it's the details right now that are up in the air. This is the House version and the Senate version and the governor's version. Mm-hmm. And so whose version wins? And do you blend all three together somehow? Mm-hmm. But um, I but- do see it becoming legalized this year. Making the sausage, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Any any others? Any other leg- any Green New Deal stuff? Do you think anything like that will uh, get through? We or pass. taxpayer-funded abortions? Any of the controversial stuff? Everything like that will be submitted. Any Everything, you know, the kitchen sink, everything will be submitted. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know for sure. I do think that there will probably be some gun bills that come up. Um, I'm I just hate to say it, but I think they're going to try to um, really push the magazine capacity. I hope I'm wrong. Um, Taxpayer-funded abortion. I'm really up in the air about that one. It could go either way for me. I'm just not sure. There'd be a big fight. What what do you mean? Taxpayer-funded abortion. When you say you could go either way. No, no, no. I could go either way on... Thank I was going to say, who did I marry? <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> was this woman talking about? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could vote for it or not. It's like, What? Well, I would blame the NyQuil, except that I know um, I did not uh, clarify. Uh, I think... I think it, a lot of people almost <laughs> swerved off the road. <laughs> oh, please. Stay stay on the road. They're Don't crash into any in trees. Their car. Um, I think it could go... It could... It has a 50-50 chance of passing. I'm not sure if it will or won't. 
but I certainly won't be voting for I it. I see that dead on arrival. I don't see that. You don't see it. Going I don't anywhere. see it going anywhere. Okay. Maybe I mean, maybe, pessimistic. maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I could, I could totally be wrong, but I don't see uh, you taxpayer know funded abortions. I think you're right, and here's the reason why: it's an election yeah, year. Yeah, it's an election year. So maybe the magazine capacity doesn't happen this year either. Mm -hmm. It'll certainly, you know be in committee but it'll be held for further study isn't that what they usually do to kill a not kill a bill but kind of um placate people and make sure it's Absolutely. not it's not killed it's not dead it's still alive yeah but, it's still know, alive we're it's studying just, it yeah who's studying it yeah yeah <laughs> um, okay my next prediction is there's a baby boom i think we've already had one i think we're in we've been in a covid baby boom we've known a lot of people having babies right lots of couples yeah yeah Yep. Um, Not us. No. <laughs> As my wife says, the factory is closed. <laughs> All right. Any other um, um, predictions? Let's see. I, um, you know, my um, my family gave me an Oculus Quest 2 VR headset. You're welcome. For uh, for Christmas. It was very fun watching these, you guys. These are amazing. These VR headsets. You tried it on. Because before you put it on, you said, you should return this thing. You know, and then as soon as you try it, you're like, oh, wow, whoa, wow, this is pretty wild. So I would just say before you judge this thing, it does look silly if you're looking at someone with the headset on. Um, and if, by the way, if you don't know what a Oculus Quest 2 VR headset is, it really, you put this, basically, it's almost like a phone that you put on top of your head, strap it in, you can't see anything except what's on the screen. And then you have two handsets. So that gives you the ability to kind of... Um, like uh, 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 move and and operate and pick things up and depends on what you're doing. I bought a boxing game, so I'm literally sweating bullets, like doing swinging a, at the air. Swinging at the air. My my brother and I were, uh, were were boxing together, boxing, and it was just it it was really um, an immersive experience, really something. So I don't know what's going to happen to it. I just think that man, this is it's. Um, it's it's a fascinating little toy I, and um you know for 300 bucks that's enough to get started with one i think you can upgrade to 400 dollars to get the uh, the next best one but you um you can do all kinds of things you can you know watch tv on it uh, that's not the most interesting thing um there are meeting spaces where you can actually create three-dimensional objects and three-dimensional notes in the midair it's pretty wild what you can do there's avatars you can design them um, you know, I, our, we've introduced our boys to them. They like him. I think our youngest has the most time locked in. He, he downloaded a game called uh, rec room where he's playing paintball with other kids from around the world. So it's just a, it's just a cool toy, but I do think that there's something to this VR thing. So if I had to make a prediction, it's, it's, it's almost, it feels like it's, it's in the infancy. I don't think the graphics are there yet. I, I think the, um, the refresh rate and all that stuff has to, you know, improve and jump up. But I think we're we're in an early phase. I feel like this is the dial-up version of the internet, um, and we'll see what happens over the next five or ten years. But I definitely would say it's a prediction that uh, VR, virtual world, is the meta, the metaverse. I think that's um, it, it's probably going to take off. Here's the thing, though. I don't think it can be a um, uh, a centralized metaverse, something that's like tailor-made by Facebook. Um, I, I don't think that's how it can work. It has to be like the internet work where it really was the Wild West and people could just create their own websites and make their own things, you know, sell things. And 
and uh, it, and right now the metaverse is more like a, a, a it, it, at least on the Oculus, it really is a Facebook dominated kind of place. You don't know it's really Facebook, but it, it's owned by Facebook. You even have to link your account to it. So, so it's um, yeah, it's in the infancy, early stages, but it's pretty wild. And I, I see a lot of potential there, especially if people are working from home. You can work from home on these things. It's kind of weird. They have a remote desktop thing. You can have like uh, uh, charts and have meetings on there. Again, I I cannot see myself doing that with the church or anything. But I know of a church actually that is doing services on on in the metaverse, and they had like an altar call, invited people to raise their hands, and uh, you know repeat a prayer That's after them. That's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Again, it's not my crazy, cup of tea. Honestly. I'm not. I'm not going to be pastoring any churches in the metaverse right away. But <laughs> right away. Well, oh I mean, goodness. right now, one of the things I do at the church, you know, I'm sort of the online uh, pastor. So there's different groups that I'm helping, you know, grow and everything. But it's um, it's a little. Oh, I don't know. Especially with a lot of people not able to come to church. COVID. Yeah, I'm not everything. talking about church things, but yeah. just in general, I. You know, I was watching a video, I think it was, somebody showed it to me, about people and their um, VR fails, you know, when mm. they're like swinging at stuff and they punch the TV or oh they knock out their if you haven't, just Google, parent by accident. Open YouTube and just spend like 10 minutes looking yeah. at some of these videos. You you kind of see what they're, what the world is like. You, It's so immersive that you actually feel like you are in that world. So you'll see people put the headset on and I don't know, they're Start like screaming. in Jurassic Park or something. <laughs> and they're just like, oh my gosh, it's huge. And then, the, you know, they, they start running away. One lady was walking down a street and she walked into the street. A truck was coming at her. And in the real world, she ran away from what was a truck in the headset, but she ended up running into a wall. So it, it feels that real. Like people yeah. have talked about how they literally cannot step off of a ledge or they are afraid to even be in a tall building in these virtual headsets because it feels that, that we are that real anyways, yeah. pretty wild. Pretty that wild. was a long talk on that one, but, um, well, it it's was not really a prediction for 2022. I just felt like, man, there's something here. Okay. So I think it's long-term. All right. Um, oh, one prediction for 2022 that I have yeah. is, um, I, maybe I'm being optimistic, but I think, um, I think the pandemic is going to be over. I think over your very soon. To God's ears. Very, <laughs> very soon. Only because, not because of the vaccinations uh, or because people are totally fed up with the mandates, but I think Omicron honestly may be the way out of it. When you look at the data coming out of South Africa and the UK, they're talking about crazy wide um uh, transmission rates, high transmissions, lots of the population getting transmit, uh, receiving Omicron, but then the symptoms being on the mild side, uh, more like a cold, um, some fatigue, that kind of thing. So I, uh, I feel that if it's that highly transmissible and a lot of people catching it, not even knowing they have it, just thinking they have the cold or they think they have, uh, their, uh, their allergies are acting up or something, then I think it's, um, it's very likely that people are going to get widespread immunity, naturalized immunity through that. And uh, that's going to lead, I think, to uh, the, the mandates being uh, hopefully finally ended. I know you're looking at me like, oh. I think it's like COVID fatigue. Plus, yeah, I, Omicron, the numbers here in, the, in Rhode Island seem to be, at least what the Department of Health is reporting, very low compared to the rest of the Northeast. So mm -hmm. still curious to see what happens with those numbers. 
you gave two pretty optimistic ones. Uh, and my last prediction is that, um, it is, uh, inflation. I think it's not going to get better. In fact, it might get a little bit worse and not to say that, you know, I'm happy about this, but I think that also helps Republicans, um, around the country in 2022. Yeah. We don't want to see inflation, No, but we're seeing not. numbers like, you know, Jimmy Carter kind of, Ugh. kind of feeling. So, seriously. so that's not a good thing. No. Um, not a good thing. Back then, it wasn't just inflation. It was also a stagnating economy. So it was called stagflation, which was like the worst of both worlds. Mm. And uh, we, we're we not looking quite at that. I mean, in a strange way, the economy seems to be doing well, right? Like it's growing and um, you, you have um, the stock market doing well. Mm. But in the 19, late uh, 70s, it was just the worst of both worlds. It was like a recession plus the the uh, inflation was just out of control. Uh, and then you had the uh, um, oil crisis and all kinds of problems. There's just like a a, a, a a national confidence problem in the 70s. And you saw what that led to, though. It led to Ronald Reagan. We'll see. What, we'll see what 2024 Well, I didn't get holds. to see what it led to because... I was born in 79. Yeah. So I <laughs> I can say that I was there to experience it. I don't remember any of it, <laughs> but uh, but I, I definitely experienced some of the Jimmy Carter years, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess so. You could say <laughs> that. You squeaked in there. I squeaked in there. Okay. Barely made it as a child of the 70s. Yeah. Well, uh, that does it for our predictions of 2022. Feel free to share with us what your predictions are and uh, stay um, for today's closing quote. Today's closing quote comes from Prime Minister Winston Churchill, who said, to improve is to change, to be perfect is to change often. Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, help us by subscribing and sharing these episodes. And for more content, check out churchandstateri.com. 